This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore. A lot of TV shows take place in Chicago. There's Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, The Shy, Southside. You get the gist. But if there's one thing locals here love to do, it's spot the things a show gets right and wrong about our city and spot those deep cuts a viewer anywhere else just can't appreciate. So if you're looking for a new Chicago show to binge on like I did this past weekend, you might want to try The Bear on FX and Hulu. It's a dark comedy that follows Carmi, a fine dining chef who comes home to Chicago after a tragedy to run his family's Greasy Spoon sandwich shop. Of course, the difference in taste and rhythm leads to clashes with the restaurant staff. Time to try the new sandwiches behind corner. Vargas rolls, please, chef. Again. That's crumbly. It's too dense. Put it by hand. Yeah, it's the mixer. It's not the mixer, all right? It's crumbly. The oven's too dry. You need to fill a baking sheet with water, put it on the oven floor, throw in another batch, okay? okay. Tomato, do my Just job. do it. Yo! Somebody come try this, cousin! Yeah, right! That was a perfect. There you go, chef. Chef. Come on. What do you think? It's redundant and white, just like you. Heard, heard, heard. Tina, salt, heat, it's tender, it's nice, we happy, happy. Joining us now is the star of The Bear, actor Jeremy Allen White. Jeremy, welcome to Reset. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I know everyone is walking around calling you chef in public. Yep, yep. A lot of chef talk, yeah. Uh, but can I call you cousin? Another name from the show? Because it feels like you're an honorary Chicagoan. This is your second series in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call me cousin. You can call me whatever you like. Sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. cousin. Uh, what's your relationship like to Chicago? I love Chicago. I mean, I, um, I've um i been coming here now for, my gosh, like... Uh, since 2011? 12, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. Um, we uh, we shot most of Shameless actually in Los Angeles, but uh, we'd come here like for two weeks a season. Um, I love it here. I love the people. Uh, I love I love the food, the culture, the camaraderie of the city, um, the pride. Um, yeah, I, I love it here. People say, find someone who loves you the way Chicagoans love Chicago. <laughs> yeah. You might have yeah, yeah, witnessed yeah. that. Uh, so why not just move here? Why not move here? Or get well, a place. as as yeah, I mean, I love Chicago, but I I grew up in New York, and um, I love New York too. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, but Chicago loves you. Um, That's really nice. I love Chicago. And so, what drew you to the character Carmi? He's really intense. Yeah, I think my heart kind of broke for him right away when I read the script. Um, he seemed really lonely. I think because his identity is so wrapped up in in being a chef and and being so successful. Um, at that, uh, and I think that allowed me to to do something kind of interesting, or I thought it was interesting, where I could kind of play him with high stakes all the time because I feel like because he's so wrapped up in the success of this restaurant, his success as a chef, everything kind of seems really life and death all the time for him. Um, so so yeah, I think initially that's what kind of like grabbed me about him. How did you nail the Chicago accent? I don't know if I nailed the Chicago <laughs> accent. I mean, we we made a choice. Uh, Chris Storer, uh, who's the creator of the show and a Chicagoan, um, we made the choice that we we were gonna have Richie kind of have uh, the the thickest, almost like I think he was like leaning into the accent, even because he had such pride um, um, of being a, a Chicagoan, you know. And I think Carmi's a little bit different. I think he's kind of been running away for a couple years. Um, so they didn't want Carmi to, to have as thick of an accent, but I did try to when, uh, when Carmi and Richie were, were talking to one another and especially when things got kind of heated, um, I wanted Carmi to kind of slip into that, like, 
I don't know. I've I have a uh, family in uh, in North Carolina, and whenever I go visit them, I kind of you know. It's just it's southern. just enough. It's just enough Chicago. Right. Good. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you're following the social media buzz around you, but you are seeing it's quite the heartthrob. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Not, I don't follow it that closely. I don't have Twitter or anything like that. Um, oh, you should see it. <laughs> yeah. I um. I've been made aware though. We we have like a group chat um on the show, and and I'm made aware of some stuff, and it's like um. It's very nice. It's kind of embarrassing, um, but it's certainly uh, surprising because, you know, the show, um, there's no romance or, or sex or, or anything. So it's, um, I don't know, maybe there's some projecting going on. There's something know. about the archetype in the kitchen that I've been reading about. That's not my world. Right, <laughs> um, right. But yeah. apparently you are, your karmi is a thing. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Um, you've talked about how you prep for the world, including working in restaurants in Chicago and New York. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before the show, I was really useless in the, in a kitchen. Um, and uh, so my first job, kind of when I accepted the role, was to, to get to work. So I went to culinary school in Pasadena for a couple of weeks. I learned a lot there, the basics. And then I spent a lot of time at a, a restaurant called Paz Jolie in Santa Monica um, with Chef Dave Baran, who's a really tremendous chef who actually was here in Chicago for a long time. He was chef at Alinea for a long time. Um, so he was really generous with his time. Um, I kind of did prep with them some days. Um, I was kind of a fly on the wall sometimes, just really trying to watch like the, the movement and the choreography of a kitchen and, and try to figure that out, the communication aspect. Um, and then I got shoved on the line. So at, at a certain point, I was actually... Uh, preparing food that was uh, being being served to, to customers there, which was pretty wild. You used, used the word ballet, which I think is a, a really good description because what stands out in the show is a rapid-fire dialogue, the rhythm mm. and movement yeah. in the kitchen and the calling out. Um, so let's listen to a bit of the show that I think shows that really well. Sure. Tina, Carmen, Ibrahim, what is beef? It's in the oven. Tina, can you start a new shot in there for me, please, Chef? I need my fennel first, Jeff. Carmen, Ibrahim, I need my beef. Then I do onions. Then I do potatoes. We have sisters. Right, but you could punch him, blanch him, freeze him, fry him before the beef, right? Don't mess up our place. I'm not messing anything up. Chef, no, please, please do not touch that. This is the one time you listen to me. Please do not touch that. That's been going for 12 hours, okay? That's my pot, Jeff. Everybody knows. That's her pot. That's right. pot. Use another pot, please, Chef, all right? Corner. You said in an interview that early on you decided you need to learn the stuff you can fake. Hmm. What could you fake and what couldn't you fake? I think like uh, what we were talking about before, kind of the movement of the kitchen and, and the physicality of the cooks and chefs that I spent time with, you know, that they're always kind of like they're always hunched over because they're always over a counter. Um, and, and you know, I think in Carmi's case, he feels like he has the weight of the world on his shoulders all the time. But but I saw like a similar physicality with all all chefs that I spent time with. So. So I thought that like that was something I could fake and I could I could kind of just learn by by watching. Um, but then the stuff I couldn't fake was the stuff like uh, all the knife work, which really just took um, repetition, just a lot of hours. Um, I had a uh, I had a little station set up for myself while we were shooting the pilot in my hotel room. Uh, I brought my knives with me, and uh, every night before bed, I spent like thirty minutes to an hour just just cutting, you know, that's just time. And given that, have your cooking skills got better? 
they've definitely gotten better. I mean, I've gone from from useless to uh, to mediocre. Um, I like I can I can do a lot, but I I still need kind of like a cookbook. I think I think the sign of a, a really great chef is they can walk into your apartment or your house and they can you know open the fridge and and make you something really delicious, no matter what's in there. Um, and I uh, I'm I'm not there. Um, will you be eating Italian beef while you're in town, and where? I already have. Yeah, I've been here for uh, just over 36 hours, and I think I've had two Italian beef sandwiches. Um, and they've all been from Mr. Beef, where we, we shoot all the exteriors of the show. Yeah. And where else have you, have you eaten? You said you like the food in Chicago. Where do you yeah. like to go? Um, I really like this Italian restaurant, La Scarola. It's by one of my favorite bars, Richard's Bar here. Um and it was a real treat. Like when I was here shooting the bear, production would would send me out to these dinners, you know, as uh, as research. Um, but it was really just a treat for me because I got to go eat at these places like Smith, um, Oriole. Um, I worked at Kumiko for a while with Chef Emery, um, The Loyalist. Um, so I, I got to go to some really serious restaurants uh, and had some pretty incredible experiences there. Well, hopefully they will take you to some spots in neighborhoods so you can get things like fried chicken and barbecue, Chicago style. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore, and we're talking with actor Jeremy Allen White. He's the star of the breakout show FX The Bear. All eight episodes are streaming on Hulu. Jeremy, like Shameless, The Bear deals with complicated sibling relationships and addiction. Yeah. Do you think Shameless prepped you for this role? In any way, I think in a sense, like I think it, it was so it was so nice to kind of be on Shameless for as long as I was because I think I I learned so much. I learned so much from from the other actors that I worked with. Um, it was really like a it was like a boot camp or a gym. Like I got to do so much because we we shot for so long, um, and I got to grow with the character of of Lip, which is something that uh, you know not a lot of actors get to experience playing one character for that long. Um, I don't know if it necessarily prepared me specifically for Carmi, but I think what struck me about the script, uh, upon, upon reading it was just how, how sort of like human it felt. Um, and I think Shameless felt human in a similar way where, you know, right now I feel like there's so much television film that's sort of like, uh, overrun by all these franchises, which are all like really exciting and, and fun and you're in space or it's sci-fi or it's horror or it's superheroes and it's all really exciting but um, I I was really excited about making another show that's that's like simple in a way but also the most complicated which is just about about people trying and um, and trying to change you know if I'm not mistaken you got shameless right out of high school that's right, right? and so you did it for 11 seasons mm-hmm. and in another interview you said that you're on shameless so long that you kind of stopped feeling like an actor yeah. and that maybe you just existed on the show sure. and i think we can all relate to that level of autopilot in any kind of job that we do so what did you learn about your craft and how to keep things fresh yeah it was it was hard at times you know um i think there were certain seasons that it was really my attitude it really wasn't it wasn't necessarily about like uh the work or the show but but I just wasn't showing up some some years. I feel like I think like I'm I'm so grateful, obviously, for the show and for Shameless. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. It's like I said before, I, I don't know if shows are, are supposed to to go that long. And there's like a, a fear of kind of like recycling stories and stuff like that. And and I think in just like reading something like The Bear, even though it's like um, about family dysfunction 
and it takes place in in the city of Chicago, um, it all felt so new and exciting to me in some way, and I think that was that was inspiring. You know? it's, it's definitely different, and yeah. the bear is the breakout show this summer. Why do you think the audience is drawn to it? I mean, I don't I don't know exactly what it is that makes a show really break through. Like, there's so much great stuff out there, but I think it has something to do with with how humid it is. And then the world of the world of kitchens and, and the world of, uh, of fine dining, I think, is, is really fascinating to a lot of people. And, and I think so many people have been through um, dining, whether it be as a server or a manager or a host or a hostess or a barista or whatever it is. I think, like, you'd be shocked at how many people have, have come through that space in some way. Um, so I think there is kind of like a connection that, that a lot of people have to, to this kind of story, you know. We are in this golden age of television, and there's so many, so much good TV that's that's out there. What are you watching? Oh man, I'm so boring. I have a three and a one year old at home, and I get it. When they go to bed, I'm just like I don't want to think anymore. Um, so we have Bravo on a lot at a. Uh, at our house in, in the evening time, yeah. Yeah, when I was binge-watching, my six-year-old was there in the F word. I was like, oh, I'm a oh, terrible yeah. mom. Oh, no. She's like, I heard Please. it at camp. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're watching a lot of Peppa Pig with your kids, I imagine. Watching Peppa Pig and Cocomelon during the day, and at night, The Real Housewives come on, and, and that's, uh, that's mostly what we watch. This show has been picked up for a second season, and I know people are, you know, projecting that they think Carmi and Sydney should get together mm-hmm. and you have shut that down. Um, but what do you hope to see? I mean, I hope to see more Mikey flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Carmi will get therapy. Where's his mom? Sure. Can he get some romance? <laughs> I don't know. Like I, there's something I, I really liked that the show, at least in the first season, didn't have any kind of romance that it was so sort of like focused. Um, I don't know, like maybe something will happen in the second season. Um, hopefully not with Sydney. Um, for for Sydney's sake, like I don't know, I, I find their relationship so so interesting as is, and I think there's like a lot of places uh, that we can go. Um, none of them being in a romantic direction. Um, so I hope nothing happens there. And in regards to Michael, I mean, I'd love like John Bernthal is such a wonderful actor. Um, I think it would be interesting to do more like flashback stuff. But I don't know. We we have to we have to see. We have to see. Um, if John would be down, um, and we have to see if that if that's going to fit into yeah the story for the second season. So know. you know that story he told about the bar series. I'm sure people told you that that's for real. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. you know our police chief got fired for bringing his mistress there and drinking too much. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> wow. So I think that was the most Chicago moment. Yeah. In the show. Well, it's real. You know, Chris, Chris Storr, the creator of the show, is from here. Um, uh, Courtney Storr, who's a wonderful chef, his sister, um, also from here. So, so we, uh, we had the real deal with us, yeah. And I know that you said you're not on Twitter, but yeah. before I saw it, people kept talking about Episode 7 and how it stressed them out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, do I want to watch this? I need happy 20 minutes fast pace yeah. was that people are saying online that that was done in one take is yeah. that true yeah yeah true yeah that scene was well that whole episode was so fast and so intense what yeah. was it like shooting that and and talk a little bit about what's happening because it's not really spoilers sure yeah i mean i had i had such a blast um shooting that episode um we did we shot in one take 
Um, we rehearsed it for a couple days prior with uh, our wonderful uh, camera operator, Gary, and kind of found like the, the movement of it all. And yeah, the episode is, you know, a review comes in for the restaurant. Um, that's kind of the first thing that happens. That's glowing, by the way. It's really glowing, um, but it specifies uh, Chef Sydney as the chef. Um, so Carmi's coming into the show with his ego a bit bruised. Um, but he's kind of shrugging it off. Um, and then Chef Sydney makes a mistake. She she leaves the uh, to-go tablet on. Um, it's the first day that they're thinking about doing to-go's. Um, she leaves it on all morning. So when the orders come in, the restaurant gets incredibly overwhelmed. And Carmi kind of uses that screw up as um, as permission to, to start tearing the restaurant apart a little bit. Um but I, I had such a blast because, like, as a as an actor, I think you know the the most fun part of the job is is really trying to kind of like get a little bit lost in between action and cut. And and when you have twenty minutes between action and cut, it just gives you um gives you a a, a lot of time. Um and and you're really relying on the rest of the ca- of the cast and and they rely on you in a way that's um I don't know really really exciting. Yeah. Listen, I needed Marcus to read the room about those donuts, though. We gave him so many warnings, you know what I mean? Sid did, Carmi did, um, yeah. But man, what a sweetheart! Lionel is like, he's so good, and he's really like, he's he's like that in real life. He's just a, he's a really sweet soul, and um, and that shines through so much in in Marcus. Yeah. And there are a lot of Chicago actors. The actor who plays Ibram, I've seen him in theater. Yeah, yeah, here. he did a lot of theater here. So Chris uh, Storer, the creator of the show saw Edwin, who plays Ibrahim, in a play when Chris was, like, in his early 20s. And he said, one day, this is before he'd ever done anything, he said, one day I'm going to cast him in something. And um, he did. He remembered him from, from 15 years ago. And, uh, and, yeah, Edwin's remarkable on the show. It's always great to see local, particularly theater actors, totally. get this kind of uh, prestige work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although theater's prestige, too. But yeah, yeah. A little bigger audience. Sure, check. a bigger audience, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to nitpick you on Chicago things because I think that there are multiple Chicago stories to tell. So I sure. appreciate that this isn't a particular community, a particular, you know, ethnic means white in Chicago. Uh-huh. And, it's, and it's, it's showing that. And I think that's great. However, yeah. I'm going to give you a list of Southside fine dining and takeout restaurants. So when Great. you come back to Chicago, you can see a little bit more of the city. Please. Yeah, I'd love that. And before we go, you've had Italian beef three times. How do you order it? Uh, hot peppers and wet, just like totally dipped. Yeah. Ketchup on hot dog? No. That's the right answer. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> good. I pass. <laughs> That's actor Jeremy Allen White. You can watch all eight episodes of FX's new show, The Bear, now on Hulu. Jeremy, thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.